Turn with me to Psalm chapter 25. Psalm chapter 25. Hannah had been waiting for some time. Uh, she was one of two wives of Elkanah. And Hannah was barren. And in those days, being barren as a woman was considered to be a disgrace. To make matters worse, Penina would consistently ridicule her and make fun of her because she was barren. And she continued to wait, and she continued to wait, and she continued to wait. And finally, one day, they had gone up to Jerusalem, and she was so burdened, she left the dinner table and went to the, to the temple and began to pray. And she was so burdened, as her mouth moved, there weren't any words coming out, and Eli thought she was drunk. <laughs> and uh, But she prayed to God, and God answered her prayer, and not only sent her a son, but sent her a son who was a great man of God named Samuel. And uh, what, an, what an amazing fulfillment of her hope. And uh, sometimes waiting can be difficult. How do we deal with waiting, especially waiting in troubled times? Uh, David is going through a time of waiting. I think this is probably the setting of his running from Saul. Uh, Samuel had already anointed David king, but he wasn't ruling as king. He was being chased by King Saul. And King Saul was trying to snuff out his life. And so da David takes his struggle to, to God and, and relies upon God and rests in God in the middle of of this time of difficult waiting. Uh, we need to wait on God in times of trouble through the power of His Spirit and according to His direction. So the title of my message is Waiting in Times of Trouble. And look with me at verse 1 of Psalm 25. Lord, I appeal to you. My God, I trust in you. Do not let me be disgraced. Do not let my enemies gloat over me. No one who waits for you will be disgraced. Those who act treacherously without cause will be disgraced. Make known your ways to me, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. I wait for you all day long. Remember, Lord, your compassion and your faithful love, for they have existed from antiquity. Do not remember the sins of my youth or my acts of rebellion. In keeping with your faithful love, remember me because of your goodness, Lord. The Lord is good and upright. Therefore, he shows sinners the way. He leads the humble in what is right and teaches them his way. All the Lord's ways show faithful love and truth to those who keep his covenant and decrees. Lord, for the sake of your name, forgive my iniquity, for it is immense. Who is this person who fears the Lord? He will show him the way he should choose. He will live a good life. His descendants will inherit the land. The secret counsel of the Lord is for those who fear him, and he reveals his covenant to them. My eyes are always on the Lord, for he will pull out my feet from the net. Turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am alone and afflicted. The distresses of my heart increase. Bring me out of my sufferings. Consider my affliction and trouble and forgive all my sins. 
Consider my enemies, for they are numerous, and they hate me violently. Guard me and rescue me. Do not let me be put to shame, for I take refuge in you. May integrity and what is right watch over me, for I wait for you. God, redeem Israel from all its distresses. Waiting in times of trouble. What do we do when we're waiting in times of trouble? Well, first thing you need to do is share your struggle. Share your struggle. He takes his struggle to God. If you look in verse 2, he says, My God, I trust in you. Do not let me be disgraced. Do not let my enemies gloat over me. So he's sharing some of the struggles. Lord, I'm afraid of being disgraced. I'm afraid of my enemies having victory over me and winning the battle. Uh, I need your help, God. He, elsewhere, he talks about, God, I'm alone. I need you. Uh, God, I have sin. I need you. God, all of these things I am pouring out before you. Uh, it is amazing how just sharing your struggle with God can help when you are going through a difficult time. Um, I've been through a number of difficult times in, in my life. Uh, what I've found in, in those times as I have gone to God, I've shared my fears, I've shared my concerns, I've asked for things and so forth. What I've found is that as I share those things and I mix that up with thanksgiving, that God brings his peace. And uh, the problem may still be there after the time of prayer, but I face it with a different attitude. And so as I share my struggles with God, I find his strength to persevere in those difficult times. Um, sometimes when I'm discouraged, I take those things to God in prayer. Maybe I pray with a friend, um, and I'm lifted up, and I'm strengthened, and I'm helped. I love what David said in one place where he had been running from Saul, and it says he was discouraged, but he encouraged himself in his God. One way to do that is to take your struggles to God in prayer. Um, if you are, are struggling with enemies, if you're struggling with loneliness, if you're struggling with uh, just not knowing what to do in your circumstance, Take that struggle to God in prayer. If you're waiting and you're saying, Lord, I'm waiting. Not only am I waiting, but I got trouble while I'm waiting. Lord, help me. Uh, and I'm struggling. Maybe you're struggling emotionally. Take your emotional struggle to God in prayer. Did you know that God created the spirit, the soul, and the body of man? And God is the Jehovah Rapha of all three. He is able to minister to us. And uh, I've taken my discouragement to him. Uh, I, I love reading in different psalms where, it talks, where David's talking about his discouragement. He takes it to God and God, you can tell God begins to encouraging him. And he begins to praise God partway through the psalm because God has changed his heart in the middle of it. Uh, Ezra took his discouragement to God over the sins of the people of Israel. And God brought revival. What a great answer to prayer. But as you share your struggles, Jesus shared his struggle in the Garden of Gethsemane. Uh, he sweat great sweat drops of blood and, and he agonized there. And he said, Father, not my will, but your will be done. And he did this three different times. And as he shared his struggle with God, God gave a peace and a strength and a, 
uh, a serenity to his soul so that he could face the cross, he could face the scourging, he could face the ridicule, and even the wrath and justice of a holy God. God gave him what he needed as he shared his struggles with God. He was waiting in a time of trouble. So the first thing to do when you're waiting in a time of trouble is to share your struggle with God. Um, sharing it with a Christian brother sometimes can help as well, and praying together about that can help. So share your struggle. Secondly, remember God's character. I love this. One of the things that David does, he doesn't just share his struggle and make requests of God, but he also begins to focus on God's character. And he begins to pray these things to God. If you look in verse 8, he says, The Lord is good and upright. See, he's reminding himself, Here, I'm in a struggle. I'm waiting on God. I'm troubled. But the Lord is good. The Lord is upright. He always does the right thing. Therefore, he shows sinners the way. David said, I've got sin, but praise God, he loves sinners. And he shows them the way. So as he looks to the, the character of God, he's finding comfort. He says he leads the humble in what is right. David says, I recognize that I need God. So I know he's going to lead me in what's right. He teaches them his way. God's going to teach me his way. All the Lord's ways show faithful love and truth to those who keep his covenant and decrees. So as we remember God's character, it reminds us of who he is. This is important because when you go through a time of waiting, especially a troubled time of waiting, the devil will whisper in your ear, God's forgotten you. God doesn't care about you. God's checked out. You know, you're, you're on your own. And uh, in those times, as you remember the character of God, and as you say, yes, God, this is what you say you are in your word, and this is how you've been faithful to me in the past, and I thank you and praise you for it. And because you're this way, Lord, I trust that you're going to act in my life and that you're going to work on my behalf. Um, one of the great things to do in your prayer time is to praise God. And one of the reasons that's such a great thing to do is not only does it honor God, but it reminds you of who he is. As you praise him for his greatness, Lord, thank you for your faithfulness. Then it causes you to begin to think about that and you say, Lord, thank you for your faithfulness in the past and, and how you were faithful in this situation, in this situation, in this situation. How you answered this prayer and this prayer and this prayer. And Lord, you were faithful then and I know you're going to be faithful now. I trust you to be faithful and then you begin to worship God for his righteousness. Lord, how righteous you are. How great you are in your righteousness. And you remember, yes, Lord, because you're righteous, you always do the right thing. And I know you're going to do the right thing by me in this circumstance. And you see, as you focus on God in these circumstances, God changes your heart. And he instills his faith in you. Um, one great way... To remember God's character is to go to the Word of God. The Psalms are a great place to find that character. As you read the praises of God's Word, uh, you, you're reminded of His character. Another great place to find it is in the Gospels. As you read the Gospels, Jesus said, If you have seen me, you've seen the Father. So whatever you see Jesus doing, 
It reflects the character of God, his heart for people, his heart for those who are in need, his heart for the sick or the suffering, um, his attitude towards sin. All of these things reveal his character to us. And so as we go to the Gospels and we read about what Jesus said and what Jesus did, it reminds us of the character of who he is. And we can worship God and be encouraged. Um, he's still the same God who speaks to the wind and the waves and causes them to be still. He's still the same God who says to us in our sin, as he said to the woman, where are your accusers? There, there's no one, Lord. Neither do I condemn you. Go and leave your life of sin. He's still the same God who when the disciples are saying, shut up, he doesn't have time for you, Jesus calls out to these blind men and, and he says, <laughs> Your faith has healed you, and they go with their sight restored. He cares for those that no one else cares for. Uh, and so as you go through these things and you see how God responds to people, it's how God responds to you. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's unchanging. What you see in the Gospels, what you see in the Psalms, and the rest of Scripture that reflects the character of God is, is who He is Today, whether you see it in your circumstances or not, God has not changed. Remember God's character. So waiting on God in times of trouble, first of all, what should you do? Share your struggle. Remember God's character. Thirdly, confess your sin. Confess your sin. Look at verse 17. Lord, for the sake of your name, forgive my iniquity, for it is immense. For it is great. Have you ever felt that way? Lord, my sin is great. Lord, uh, somebody once said, the closer to the light you get, the more dirt you see. Uh, it's amazing what you can see. I, I used to work as a mechanic, and one of the things I discovered, you'd be trying to find something, you know, and work in there, and maybe not with good light, and you get the shop light out, right? And you put that shop light on top of that thing, and all of a sudden you can see everything. All of the little details are there. Well, the closer to Jesus you get, the more dirt you see in yourself. It shines the light on who we are. The more you know of God's word, the more dirt you see in yourself. Why? Because it points out who we are. The Bible says the word of God's living and active, sharper than a two-edged sword, and it, it pierces and divides and uh, exposes who we are. But that's a good thing. Because when we recognize our sin, we can then take it to the foot of the cross. And we can say, Lord, I sinned when I fill in the blank. And the Bible says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Um, as you confess your sin, sometimes you may need to pray that God would change your heart. Or give you the ability to genuinely repent. But this is important for these times of waiting because... If you're not where you need to be with God in times of waiting, you become vulnerable to the enemy. And uh, waiting is hard enough when you got God going through it with you. But if you're trying to do it by yourself, even though God's present, but without the fellowship of God and without the encouragement of God, uh, that's a difficult thing indeed. Sometimes trouble can be because of sin. Uh, 
it's not always the case that our trouble is because of sin because the Bible says that Job was a righteous man. That God himself said, hey, Job is blameless. And yet trouble came to Job's life. So, so trouble is not always because of sin, but sometimes it is. And so if we confess and we repent of our sin, then God uh, is quick to show us mercy. His, his chastening, because we are bought with the blood of Jesus Christ, we're not under the wrath of God. The scripture says we're not appointed to see uh, wrath, God's wrath. And so uh, God's chastening in our lives, his discipline in our lives is always with the goal of making us more like Jesus. So once we deal with the sin and once we repent of that sin, then God is free if, if the trouble is because of our sin to remove, a, to remove that trouble in our life. Uh, if he chooses not to remove it, he sustains us through it. But uh, I'd rather go through trouble with God than without him. Wouldn't you? Um, I can remember a season of time in my life where I was bitter at God. That's not a good thing if you're going through trouble because what it does is it puts you in a spiritual desert. And uh, you don't have the encouragement of God's spirit. I want the comforter to walk with me through trouble because everybody has trouble. Amen? Lost people have trouble. Saved people have trouble. If you're a child of God, you may have a little bit more trouble. (laughs) The Bible says, I've seen the righteous man fall seven times, but the Lord picked him up. Aren't you glad God can pick us up and pick us up? Um, so uh, we need God in those times so confess that sin to God take care of that so that he can sustain you and encourage you in those times of waiting uh, with trouble and so waiting in times of trouble what should you do share your struggle remember God's character confess your sin and fear your God look at verse 12 Who is this person who fears the Lord? He will show him the way he should choose. He will live a good life and his descendants will inherit the land. The secret counsel of the Lord is for those who fear him. And he reveals his covenant to them. Some great promises there. Fear your God. When you're waiting and you're having a troubled time of waiting... Fear God. You say, well, what is the fear of the Lord? Uh, The scripture elsewhere says, Come, you children, hearken unto me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is this that desires life and loves many days that he should see good? Keep your tongue from evil. Be careful about what you say. And your lips from speaking guile or deceit. Depart from evil and do good. Repent of sin. Have a repentance of sin in your life. Seek peace and pursue it. Be a peacemaker. So three things. Watch what you say. Repent of your sin and be a peacemaker. That's what the fear of the Lord looks like in your life. Um, All of these things I think are motivated by the fear of the Lord. If I fear God, if I know that God is my heavenly father, yes, he loves me. I don't have to be terrified of him because Jesus has ripped the veil, but I do need to have a healthy fear that he'll discipline me if I get out of line. If I fear God, I am going to be careful about what I say. If I fear God, I'm going to be careful about how I live. If I fear God, I'm going to care about relationships because 
Jesus said, inasmuch as you've done it unto one of the least of these, you've done it unto me. You remember when Saul was traveling down the Damascus road and the light from heaven shone down? What did Jesus say? Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who was Saul persecuting? He's persecuting God's people. Jesus said, you're kicking it. You're, you're kicking against the goads, Saul. You're, you're in trouble. You're headed the wrong way. You'd better repent, Saul. You're persecuting me. You see, the motivation for being a peacemaker is that we recognize that God cares about his children. And he takes care of them. And so, as we do wrong to one of his... If we don't repent of that, he will discipline us if we continue on in that pattern in our lives. What are some of the blessings for the person who fears the Lord? It says he will show him the way you should choose. So there would be spiritual guidance in your life. That's a great thing in times of waiting that are troubled times. David needed guidance from God, didn't he? I mean, he had Saul trying to kill him. He needed God's guidance. Where do I go? What did I do? What should I say? Uh, God gave him that guidance because he feared the Lord. He says he will live a good life. Listen, I'm, you know I'm convinced that the secret to a happy life has nothing to do with money, has nothing to do with fame, has nothing to do with position or prestige. The secret to living a good life and a happy life is to fall in love with Jesus and to follow him with your whole heart. And as you do that, you can have joy. Listen, I remember my, my, my dad surrendered to preach when I was 10 years old and took a two-thirds cut in pay to go serve at his first church as a pastor. And I can remember uh, my uncle having compassion on me because uh, we didn't have a whole lot of money to get clothes. And he was a Salvation Army pastor, and he gave us some clothes. And and I told my mom, I don't want to wear that, wear, wear that pair of pants. And she said, you're going to wear those. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, I could remember that time. But can I tell you something? We might not have had much, but we had the Lord. And we had the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Listen, fearing God is a key to having joy in the midst of difficult circumstances. Remember Paul and Silas in the jail? They'd been beaten for preaching the gospel. They'd been put into a jail unjustly. And yet they start having a worship service. They're thanking God and they're praising God. Listen, they're in the jail. But they've got the, the, the joy and the love of Christ in their hearts. And they begin to have a worship service. And God just says, okay, i got to do something about this. And he shakes the prison and the doors come open. And then the jailer and his family get saved. And they have a great time with God. But they had joy. Why? Because they discovered the secret of the fear of God. Waiting in times of trouble. When there's trouble in your life, share your struggle with God. Remember God's character. Confess your sin. Fear your God and, and just rely upon Him. He is available to carry us through. Look at verses 17. It says uh, in the following, The distresses of my heart increase. Bring me out of my sufferings. Consider my affliction and trouble. 
and forgive all my, I, all my sins. Consider my enemies, for they are numerous, and they hate me violently. Guard me. Rescue me. Do not let me be put to shame, for I take refuge in you. May integrity and what is right watch over me, for I wait for you. He's sharing his struggle with God. He's asking God for what he needs. That's how to make it through a time of trouble when you're waiting on God. Share your struggle. Remember God's character. Confess your sin and fear your God. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Lord, help us to be obedient to the things of God in our lives. Help us seek you with all our hearts. Help us draw near to you because you promised as we draw near to you, you draw near to us. Help us to delight ourselves in you so that you would give us the desires of our heart. And Father, um, I pray that whatever seasons of trouble we may be going through, whatever waiting periods we may be going through, Lord, that you'd give us the grace to share that struggle with you and to remember your great and awesome, mighty character, to confess our sin to you and to fear you, Lord, in the ways that you desire. And Lord, we thank you for what you're going to do. Lord, how you're going to sustain us in the time of...